0: Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, and 6. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press 7 and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully in a small voice. will tell you which number to press. If you are depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press. No. I've got balls of steel.
1: check out anchor that's our sponsor and that's how i make this show so give it a shot see what you can do all right yeah
2: (laughs) yeah we're back here we go (laughs) well let's get uh... Right to it with words to the wise.
1: Mark 9. And he said to them, I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. After six days, Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, They no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, Why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. O unbelieving generation, he replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? "'Everything is possible for him who believes.' Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, "'I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief.' When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. "'You deaf and mute spirit,' he said, "'I command you, come out of him and never enter him again.' The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, "'He's dead.'" But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men, They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child and had him stand among them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but the one who sent me. Teacher, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. And if anyone causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around his neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves, and be at peace with each other. Mark 11 As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever written, untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell him, the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing, untying that colt? They answered as Jesus told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest! Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, As they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple area and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. They went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, believes that what he says will happen it will be done for him therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive him so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked. And who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question, answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's Baptism. Was it from heaven or from men? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, They feared the people, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Yo, <clears throat> check out Anchor. That's our sponsor and that's how I make this show. So give it a shot, see what you can do. All right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're back. Here we go. <laughs> and gentlemen, Mr. James Brown. (laughs) Yeah, Liz, I just want to tell people, you know, thank God they got to be that easy, because it's so funny that they use the badge, and listen, I'm still in the living room mr brown says this recording contains a collection of classics from the american comedy network (laughs) assisted by a galaxy of stars from fabulous radio stations all over america yes
0: it's the top bits from coast to coast so smiles everyone smiles and prepare yourself for
2: Outrageous outrageous and then the lord said let there be light and lo there was light from the same people who brought you the much beloved talking bible comes a new 10 volume set brilliantly updated for the 80s yes it's the Rapping bible there was dark Everywhere. Then the man said, light. And the light was there. He said, I've done good, there's no doubt. On the seventh day, he just chilled out. Genesis, Genesis. Beginning of that, beginning of this. Finally, Genesis. the good book is Genesis. bad. And his word is there. Check it out. There's a town called Sodom and Gomorrah. Everybody parties like no tomorrow. God looked down, said, not my fault look back or you turn to salt. Lot's wife took a peek, started to freak. The cow came up and licked her cheek. Take a lick, y'all, of a cheek, y'all. Imagine, Imagine y'all, all the psalms, all the parables, every sacred biblical word interpreted by the finest sucker MCs of all time. Genesis, Exodus, me, The Rapping Bible, making his word fresh again. Club on Y95. 9ACN
0: 720, 20 minutes past 7 o'clock with Carringer and Friends. Carringer and Friends. 72 for a hide today, 60 for. Jeez, would you hold on a second? Uh, Yeah, hello? Uh, Larry. Oh, boss, listen, I'm on the air here. Yeah, I, I know, I know, but this yeah. is important. Yeah, Have uh, you okay. see my back massager? Because boss, I, it, boss. Yeah. This one's for you. This line is for ticket holders
2: only, please. Ticket holders All right, only. Move please. it. Look out. Hey. hey, I'm cutting in front hey. here. Wait a minute. Coming through. You can't do that. Yeah, who do you think you are? Yeah. Me? Yeah.
0: I'm an obnoxious butthead.
2: <gasps> oh, he's a butthead. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes,
0: you know them well. In fact, you encounter them hey. every day. Hey, you
2: just parked in front of my driveway. What are you, a butthead? Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry. I'll just, uh, back out over my lawn. We call them
0: buttheads. But they're actually the unfortunate victims of cranial rectosis. A condition which causes people to lose all feeling for others simply because their head is jammed up their... Well, you get the
2: picture. Excuse me, but this is a no-smoking section. So, what are you gonna do about it, cupcake? (laughs) Don't do anything.
0: He's a terminal butthead. A public service reminder from the committee to replace lab animals with buttheads. I'm going to be interviewing the winner of the 1989 lewd talking competition. Now, I kind of wanted to warn you ahead of time here. This guy has got a potty mouth on him you wouldn't believe. But uh, fortunately for you, uh, we've devised a system here that, uh, where it pretty much senses out the dirty words that he uses. We'll still be able to give you kind of the flavor of what he's saying here. Well, for example, now, if he says a bad word, it's a noun, you'll hear this. <laughs> if he uses a nasty verb or an action word of sorts, uh, you'll hear something like this. <laughs> Uh, should he use an adjective that's a certain no no? Uh, you'll be hearing this. So. As we promised on the line with us right now is the uh, the winner of the 1989 lewd talking competition, Mr. Gus Swearington of Falmouth, Massachusetts. Uh, good morning, Gus. How are you, babe? How how should I be? You. F- <laughs> <laughs> you keep me waiting a, a half hour. Yeah, listen, we're awful sorry about this, but uh, can you tell us right now something about the lewd talking competition?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. For the third year in a row, they get together this group of flaming. <laughs> (laughs) And then they stick us in this Uh hole of a gym, Uh and they grade us on cursing.
0: And you mean that's all there is to it, then?
2: No, you. graded on style, expressiveness, uh, and unusual combination of uh, words.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Well, listen, how did you actually uh, then go on to win the overall competition?
2: Simple. I told the line, Judge, he didn't know sh- uh, from Shinola.
0: Yeah, well, listen, Gus, I can certainly... Like, uh, that he should tie his... <laughs> Hold on a second now a person can't actually do that. I mean how can you tie knots in it while you're riding a camel
2: Look, it doesn't matter you patience <laughs> it's the thought that
0: counts uh, yeah well listen uh, thanks a lot for joining us here mr gus swearington uh, the winner of the 1989 Lewd talking man competition Yeah, well thank you you're welcome and
2: thank you. <laughs> well i drive a two tons of my Go truckin' coast to coast. I like my rig, I like the road, but it's not what I love most. There's a gal I left in Fresco, a sweet young thing named Rose. And the best dang thing about her, she lets me wear her clothes. Well, I'm proud to be country transvestite. transvestite. And I love to wear the girls' clothes all day. All day lace bra a frilly blouse a silky negligee now i'm still a macho old tough guy and i hope you'll understand i was born with a big black mustache and a six pack in my hand but when i go out formal i do it with a twist i wear a strapless evening gown and a nosegay on my wrist yes i'm proud to be country transvestite And I love to wear the girls' clothes all day All day I gloss my lips, tease my hair, and sleep in lingerie Now I like the way I'm living Don't judge me by my clothes I'm an all-American he-man And I love legs pantyhose So don't look at me funny Or I'll punch out your lights and the last thing you'll remember is a trucker in fishnet tides. Yes, I'm proud to be country transvestite. transvestite. And I love to wear the girls' clothes all day. all day. Painted lips, padded hips, my shaved legs on display. Yes, I'm proud to be country transvestite. transvestite. <laughs> and I love to wear the girls' clothes all day. <laughs> Styling music something fused, well it sends us on our way yes i'm proud to be let me get these panty holes on here hope i don't get a run you know i hate that i hate that you know when you chip your nail and that thing flakes off there it's just terrible you know you gotta go back home and just put your new nail polish on it i wish they'd come up with something you could just put it on permanently. you wouldn't have to do it every day you know what i'm saying i could use a bubble bath i really could you're li- listening to WASP, Total Wasp Radio. The right kind of radio for just the right kind of people. Radio so exclusive you can't find it on your dial unless you've been invited. You know, Fisher, I have to say something. Something really weird happened yesterday. What, Todd?
0: It was late in the afternoon. I was taking a nap and watching Channel 70, you know, the public television. And I wasn't awake, and I wasn't asleep. I was Uh someplace in the middle, and (laughs) what I remember was really strange.
2: After 14 months at sea, Jean Cousteau observes subtle changes in his crew's behavior. As we enter the saragas Sea, I notice that Philippe has removed his wetsuit and slipped into a provocative silk teddy with matching French cut panties. I am aghast, but the entire crew of the Clipso has suddenly changed into Peekaboo, lingerie, and push up Don't miss the season premiere of The Underwear World of Jacques Cousteau. The sea is a strange mistress, and so is my first mate, Jean-Claude. Bonjour,
0: mon capitaine. Woo!
2: Uh-oh. Tonight on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll sign to you, Rice ahead. All right, this is punk talk. Back to the phones. Hello, I hate your guts. I hate you too. What's your name? Spirit. All right. I hate society.
0: Get it up with Ed Kelly and Company on ACN. I'm going to be late for lunch today. i got to call my lady friend and let her know. She gets so irate about these things, you wouldn't believe it. Hang tough, will you? I'm sorry, oh, the number you have dialed is not in service in this area code. this happens. You are a moron. What? Please make a note of it. It's
2: oh, killing. It. that one on my forehead, honey. Dad, yeah, there
0: are other places you can go. Save your money. Over there, son, it's a full-fledged liberal. Help the bar. Help the bar. Oh, let me get this one,
2: Dad. All right, Teddy. (laughs) Yes,
0: hunting the wild, raving liberal is just one of the swell things you can do at George George Bush Gardens. You want rides? Well, George Bush Gardens has them. There's the Pirates of HUD over in Scandal Land, the Civil Rights Carousel. We've got that one running backwards. And, oh, here comes my favorite. Bush Mountain, the world's only flat roller coaster. Oh, there's Danny the Clown. (laughs) I'm the Vice President, you know. (laughs) What a bozo. So visit George Bush Gardens. Come wrapped in an American flag and get in for half price. George Bush Gardens every day seems like four years. George Bush Gardens, where every day seems like four years, off Interstate 95 in Kennebunkport.
1: Meaning starts at 7, so you get there and make
2: coffee.